summary of the Sikha. In this week's parsha, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote a Sefer Torah and he gave it to the Kayanim, the sons of Levi, the ones that carried the Oren Bers Hashem, they carried the Oren, and he, and he gave it as well to the old elders of the Yidin. So the Raghav Chava asks about this language over here, HaKayanim B'nei Levi, the Kayanim the son, the, from the Shevet Levi. Why does it suddenly say HaKayanim, the, the sons of the people of the, from the Shevet Levi? We know that they're from Shevet Levi. Why does it bring it up here? And he, the Raghav Chava says, there is another place in the Torah where it says, that in Parsha Shevetim where it talks about the Egla Rufa, and it says over there that the Kayanim B'nei Levi should be the ones that should deal with it. And he says, why does it say HaKayanim B'nei Levi? The Raghav Chava explains as it says in the Sifri, actually the Sifri explains it, that the reason it says Bnei Levi is because you would think that since it says the Kayanim, and that this is some sort of Avaida of service that the Kayanim are doing, that it has to be done by Tmimim, which means a Baumum is not allowed to do this Avaida, because as a Kayanim is being called on to do an Avaida, Kayanim have to be Tmimim, non-Baumumim. So therefore it says Bnei Levi, that over here they are acting as Leviim, in other words, the words Bnei Levi teach us, just like the Leviim have no restriction upon being uh, Balmumim, so also the Kayinim in this case, in the case of the Aglarufa, they can be Balimumim as well. So then the Raghachava says, but then what do you do with this one? Why does it say a Kayinim a Leviim over here by the one, the Sevetator that Moshe gave to the Kayinim, the Bnei Levi? And the Rebbe says that this is one of the few places which the Raghachabha remains with a question. He asks a question and doesn't give the answer. So the Rebbe now sets out to answer the question that the Raghachabha asked and didn't answer. The Rashi on this Pasuk says, That's what he quotes from the Pasuk. Moshe wrote, etc., and he gave it. So he explains, Kishinigmarakula, when the entire Sevetator was finished, Nosna Livne Shifte gave it to the members of his Shavit, the Levim. So we can understand what the beginning of the Rashi is when it was fully finished. The reason Rashi says this, because you shouldn't think that since it says in Parshavayelech that he gave it, he wrote it and he gave it, you might think that he wrote only up until the point where he's up to where up to now, and he left out Parsha Zinu and Parsha Bracha. So he says, no, it says also in the Pasuk Vayitna, and he gave it. If he gave it to them, he wouldn't have given to the, uh, an incomplete Sefer Torah to the Yidden. So therefore it means he wrote it, he wrote the entire Sefer Torah, he did it when it was complete, and that's when he gave it to them. That's the first part of the Rashi. But what is the meaning of he gave it to the members of his Shevet? So first of all, what is Rashi adding to what the Pasuk already says? He gave it to the Kayin Bnei Levi. That's what it says clearly in the Pasuk. So Rashi says he gave it to the members of the Shevet. It says that in the Pasuk. And if you want to say that he means that he, that he means it doesn't mean that he gave it only to the Kayinim. He gave it to the Levim. How does Rashi know that? Generally when it says in the Pasuk, HaKayin Bnei Levi, like it says by the Egla Rufa, or HaKayinim and Levim, it means specifically the Kayim. It doesn't mean that by the Egla Rufa, let's say, the uh, Levim could do the job too. Absolutely not. It has to be the Kayim. So how does Rashi know that over here he gave it to the Levim, to the whole Shevet? Maybe he gave it only to the Kayim. And if you want to say that it's because it says, Noise, Arayim, Bris, Hashem, the ones that carry the Oren, 
which was the Levium. The Levium, the ones, the ones that carry the, the, the Aaron. But even that wouldn't really say that he gave it to the Levium because that was only limited to the Bnei Kahas, one very, very small segment of Shevet Levi. And so therefore, all you could say is that he gave it to the Kainim of Bnei Kahas. So what is Rashi trying to say? Is it to the Kainim or is it to the whole Shevet? And the explanation is, here too, Rashi means, when it says, it means that he gave it to the Kayanim. He handed it to the Kayanim. However, just like we see that it says at the end of the Pasuk that he gave it to the Kayanim B'nai Levi and to the Kol Zikne Yisrael. So what was he giving to the Kol Zikne Yisrael? He was giving it to all the other Shvatim as well. However, he actually handed it to the group of Zikne Yisrael, to the elders who represented all of the Shvatim. In the same way, Rashi says, he was giving it to the Kayanim on behalf of the entire Shevet Levi. But since the Kayanim are the elite just like, of Shevet Levi, just like the Zikayanim are the elite of the Shvatim, of the rest of the Shvatim, so he gave it to the Kayanim on behalf of the entire Shevet. So that's the point that Rashi is making, that he gave it to the Kayanim, not for themselves, not as a separate group, but he gave it to them on behalf of the entire Shevet. And even though, generally speaking, the Kainim were considered separate from the Levium, a separate uh, category from the Levium, still they were not out of the Shevet Levi. They were still considered to be part of the Shevet Levi, as we see from two places. In Parsha Baaloyscha, Rashi asks the question, why does Baaloyscha, the lighting of the Benoira, come immediately after the story of the Nesim, the uh, dedication that the Nesim gave to the Hanukkah HaMishkan, Hanukkah HaMizbeach. And he explains that Aaron felt bad, that he was not part, he and his Shevet, it says, he and his Shevet were not part of the, uh, the gift of the Nesim, because all the other Shvatim gave, but the, he and his Shevet did not give. So Hashem said to him, I, I, I promise you that yours will be greater than theirs. Your part will be to light the Menorah. So we see that even though the, the Menorah is specific to a Kayan, the Kayan has to be do the Avaidah of the Menorah. But through this, Hashem told Aaron, you and your Shevet will be covered. So we see that the Kayanim represent the Shevet, the Shevet Levi, as well in the Avaidah of the Kayanim. Also in the story of Machlekes of Kairach, where afterwards Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that each Shevet should give a stick and they should write the names of the head of each Shevet on the stick. And the Shevet Levi should also give a mata, a staff, and the name of Aaron should be placed on that staff. And he explains that, as Rashi points out, that each Shevet will give one only. And even though the Shevet Levi is divided into two, Kainim and Leviim, but only one is going to be given, Aaron will be inscribed on that stick. So we see that they're still considered one Shevet and that Aaron represents them also, the Leviim. So therefore Rashi explains in a, in a few words that, that, uh, that the Kayanim over here were not given the Sevetayr for the Kayanim, but that it was given to them on behalf of the entire Shevet Levi, and that's why it says a Kayanim Alevim. By this the Rebbe answers the question of the Ragachab. The question could be asked, why is it, since the Kayanim are separated as a category unto themselves from within the Levim, why then weren't they given, let's say in this case, the Sefer Torah for them as a group and for the Levim as a group, just like 
it was given to the Shvatim as a group and to the Leviyim as a separate group. It could have been given to the Kayinim as a separate group as well. And the same question could be asked also by the, uh, the two examples that we brought before, that the, the, uh, the lighting of the Menorah, that Aaron represented the Leviyim, why wasn't it separate? Why weren't there two things? One to represent the Leviyim in the Chanukah Samizbeach and then one to re- represent the Kayinim in the Chanukah Samizbeach. And the same could be asked also about the sticks for the Machlekes Kairach, that it sh- there should be one stick for the Kayanim and one stick for the Levim. In fact, in each one of these categories, in the, each one of these stories, the Kayanim and the Levim have a very separate role in them, and therefore it would make sense to have them as separate groups. In regards to learning of the Torah, the, the, all the Levim were instructed to teach Torah to the Yidin. However, the Kayanim were, were given specific role in giving rulings for the Yidin. As it says, you should come to the Kayanim. And they should be the ones to rule based on their dictate. should be every dispute and every nega. Like, let's say, uh, a Metzairah has to come specifically to a Kayanim. There are many roles that the Kayanim have in teaching Torah, which is exclusive to them, that is beyond what the Levim can do. So there should be a separate group. The same with the uh, Menoira. It's only a Kayan that is allowed to be involved in the Hatavas Aneiris. So how could the Levim be included, be a part of that? They should have had their own category, the Kayanim separate and the Levim separate. And the same with Kairach. By the story of Kairach, Kairach wasn't arguing against the Levim. He was arguing against the Kayanim. That was his problem. So therefore, when you're coming to remedy that thing and that these sticks were meant to be a memory that we should always remember that there is no arguing against the kahuna, Levim should not be part of that same stick. It should be a stick for the Levim and a stick for the Kayanim, it would seem. So the explanation of this, at least from the inner perspective, from the perspective of Chassidus, explains this matter. There is the Aveda of a Kayan. A Kayan is an Aveda of Kuleitayv. What Tanya calls is Hapcha. Complete transformation. There is no room for Ra, for evil at all. And that's what a Kayan is. A Levi is the Aveda of Iskafia. Which means you have to subdue evil. Evil can rear its head. It does still have a place in your life. But you have to subdue it. That's the Aveda of a Levi. As we see, for instance, that a Kayan is not allowed to become Tame at all. A Levi is allowed to become Tameh. There's no restriction on him his becoming Tameh other than when he comes to do the Avedin and Besamidah, she has to cleanse himself from the Tumah. But a Kayan is not allowed to become Tameh at all because he has no connection to evil at all. He's not allowed to have any connection to evil. The same is true within every Yid. There is the level of Kayan and the level of Levi within the Yid. The level of the Kayan is deep in the soul where there is no ability, no possibility for evil at all. And then there is the Chalik of the, uh, the, the soul where there could be Ra. And that you, it's our job to subdue it, to get rid of it. That's the Abayda of the Levi. And that explains why in all these three things that we just mentioned, it's all it talks to them as Leviim. They are, they're all a representative, the Kainam are representative of the Shevet Levi. Because in all these three matters, we're dealing with getting rid of a negative thing. And that is not the Avaida of a Kain specifically, that's more the Avaida of a Levi, and even to a Kain, as a part of Shevet Levi, he can deal with that which the Leviim are meant to deal with.
one at a time. By the Sefer Torah, it wasn't that Moshe Rabbeinu was giving them a Sefer Torah, so they had something to learn from. This Sefer Torah had a specific role. It was given to them after the Teichacha, or after all the rebuke, and all, after all the warnings with the terrible punishments that could come from Parashat Tavay. And then in Nitzavim, where Moshe Rabbeinu brought them into the covenant with Hashem, as is related at length in Parashat Nitzavim. And he warned them that when they come to Yisrael in the future, they should be careful, that they shouldn't fall into negative behavior. And this Sefer was meant to strengthen them to be able to deal with that negative behavior. Therefore, that's the Avaida of, of a Levi, rather than the Avaida of a Kain. And that's why they were given it, to, uh, our, the Kainim were given the Sefer as representatives of Shevet Levi. In regards to the lighting of the Menorah, Aaron was given this mitzvah in, in the context of the dedication of the Mishkan because he felt bad that he didn't participate in the earlier Chanukah. And therefore that is the idea of Tshuva, that he felt bad and Hashem told him that this will be corrected through this. And Bechlal, the Menorah is sheds light on the whole world as we know that the windows of the Beis Amigdash were built that they face outward meaning they bring light to the outward outside so that the Menorah was the, the, to penetrate the darkness of the world that also is the role of a Levi more than a Kayan in other words the Kayanim as they are a Chalik of Shevet Levi and of course by the Machlaikas of Kairach the sticks were there in order to fix the problem which had been created by Kairach which is certainly an, inch, an Indian of Iskafia and not of there was no evil but there was and it had to be dealt with and that's why the Leviim and the Kainim were included into one group there because it's really the Kainim acting as a part of Shevet Levi. And then when the Kainim and the Leviim, when the Kainim represent Shevet Levi in this way, they deal with the negative but they deal with it in such a way that they completely transform it and they turn the darkness into light and the bitter into sweet.